Have you ever really thought about the, some of the stories in the Bible? I mean, if you're, if you're reading them all the time and hearing them all the time, you kind of get used to them. But the Bible is full of crazy stories. And, of course, we know that they're all true. But it's just tons of stories that have these great plot tr twists. They're far from boring. And they prove, in my opinion, that God has a sense of humor. In the ways that he chooses to save his people, deliver his people, provide for his people, advance his people forward, they're full of creativity and sometimes just craziness. So take the plagues of Egypt, for instance. It's almost like God saying to the enemy, what have you got? Only 400 years of slavery and cruelty, is that it? Well, in the middle of that slavery, I'm going to multiply my people from 70 to millions. And then let me show you what else I got. Bloody water, frogs, gnats, flies, livestock disease, boils, hail, locusts, darkness, and your firstborn killed. And I'm taking all my people out in one night. And I'm taking all your wealth with me. It's like, boom. Or the Midianite army who was allied with the uh, army from Amalek. And the Bible said they had settled in the valley and they were like a swarm of locusts. There were so many of them. And their camels were so, too many to even count. But that's no problem. God will just take them out with 300 men who are carrying pitchers, torches, and blowing ram's horns. That's crazy. Or the armies of Moab and Ammon they join forces, start marching toward Judah, and instead of sending out the strongest men of the army to fight or to send them out first in front of the army, guess who they send out? The singers, the praise team. Can you imagine being an army, an enemy army, marching and seeing that coming towards you? Or being in Jericho and watching as an entire army is marching around your wall for six days and not saying a word. Or how about the four lepers who decided to go to the Syrians' army camp? And as they're on their way, the Lord makes the enemy army to hear chariots, horses, and an entire army marching toward them. And it's just four leprous men. Crazy. So my point is that the Bible is filled with stories of unpredictable outcomes. Because God is unpredictable. Psalm 135 Starting in verse 5 through 12, it says, I know the greatness of the Lord, that our Lord is greater than any other God. The Lord does whatever pleases him throughout all heaven and earth and on the seas and in their depths. He causes the clouds to rise over the whole earth. He sends the lightning with the rain and releases the wind from his storehouses. He destroyed the firstborn in each Egyptian home, both people and animals. He performed miraculous signs and wonders in Egypt against Pharaoh and all his people. He struck down great nations and slaughtered mighty kings, Sihon, king of the Amorites, Og, king of Bashan, and all the kings of Canaan. He gave their land as an inheritance, a special possession to his people, Israel. So you cannot put God in a box. He cannot be limited by anything. He makes the sun stand still so his people can finish fighting a battle. He takes out the enemy, enemy army commander 
with a lady and a tent peg. He makes the donkey talk to a man. He makes water flow out of a rock. And he heals bitter waters with a tree. Our God is mighty, and you never know what he's going to do next. I love what Jonathan says about God in 1 Samuel 14 and 6. It says, perhaps, and this, this story, you should just go back and read it because this is another crazy story. Perhaps the Lord will help us, for nothing can hinder the Lord. He can win a battle, whether he has many warriors or only a few. You cannot predict his next move or how he will make his word come to pass. He gives us his word. He gives us words of prophecy. He speaks to us, but we, do, we have no idea how he's going to make those words come to pass. And those who follow the leading of his voice and his spirit will also become unpredictable. People are, who are willing to trust him and follow him and end up like a young person who steps out and kills a giant when the rest of the army is shaking in their tents. If you're willing to follow him, you'll get rescued from a fiery furnace, saved from lions. You may get shipwrecked, but you'll be saved and end up being a witness to an entire island. People who follow the Spirit find their taxes in the mouths of fish. Wouldn't that be nice? Their eyes are healed with mud and spit. Their oil and flour never run out. Their meals are brought to them by ravens. And their children are brought back to life. Psalm 113, 5 through 9 says, Who can be compared with the Lord our God? Who is enthroned on high? He stoops down to look on heaven and on earth. He lifts the poor from the dust and the needy from the garbage dump. He sets them among princes, even the princes of his own people. He gives the childless woman a family, making her a happy mother. Praise the Lord. God can do absolutely crazy, unpredictable things. And the people who are completely being led by his spirit should also be unpredictable. And that is my title today. I am not predictable. Can everybody say that? I am not predictable. Predictable people and predictable churches fall prey to the same temptations and the same challenges over and over. When you are predictable, the enemy knows where he can get you and how he can shut you down. But when you're unpredictable, you become unstoppable and the enemy doesn't know what to do with you. He thought maybe he could shut Daniel up by making the law against prayer to God. But instead of doing the predictable thing, Daniel did the unpredictable, and he just kept on praying. He didn't even close his windows or do it in secret. He just kept on praying. He thought he could get Job to curse God by taking all his possessions and his children and his health. But Job did the unpredictable thing. He worshipped in the midst of extreme loss. Uh, Job did not do what Satan expected him to do. The predictable thing for Ruth to do would have been to go back to her homeland, to the comfort of her family, but she did the unpredictable and stayed to care for her mother-in-law and ended up in the lineage of Jesus. Esther should have never gone before the king. The enemy thought he was about to wipe out God's people, but Esther did the unpredictable, 
She didn't love her life so much that she wasn't willing to take a step of faith. The predictable thing to do when you've been beaten, put in stocks, thrown into the prison is maybe, I don't know, cry a little bit, feel bad, give up, have a bitter attitude. But instead, Paul and Silas start singing and praising God in the middle of the night and so loud that all the prisoners heard them. Their unpredictable response to persecution turned into a jailer and all of his house being saved. And I cannot fail to mention Jesus, who is the perfect example of unpredictable behavior. Instead of just riding in like a mighty warrior to save the day and save the people, he chose to come as a helpless baby and live on this earth as humanity for 33 years. Talk about humility. In Philippians 2, 6 through 8, we find the ultimate example of unpredictable behavior. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges, took the humble position of a slave, and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. So the people of God should be an unpredictable force. The enemy shouldn't know how to stop us or even how to make us less effective. No matter what tactic he tries or what obstacle he puts in my way, I will not be stopped because I am not predictable. When we live life in our flesh and we are carnally minded, we are predictable to hell. But when we walk in the spirit, we keep Satan in confusion and chaos. So I'm tired of Satan trying to make me confused, trying to make me live in chaos. I'm going to submit myself to the spirit and let him be confused. Flesh is predictable. Satan is a student of human flesh. Anything that appeals to our flesh is predictable to hell. Flesh is the only channel that Satan has access to us. So think about this. If there was something that you really wanted, but you only had access to it through one means or one channel, don't you think you would know everything you could about that channel? Don't you think you'd know exactly how it works and how to get through it so you can get what you want? Flesh is predictable. The things that appeal to our flesh are predictable. Insecurity is predictable. Isolation is predictable. Offense is predictable. Gossip, slander, sowing discord is predictable. Unforgiveness is predictable. Bitterness and resentment are predictable. Pride is predictable. Greed is predictable. Those are all things that naturally appeal to our flesh. And we do not have time to be predictable or even ignorant. We are in a race against time to see our region saved and transformed. And we have a very real enemy who is trying to stop us 
And we cannot be living our lives just to be entertained or be ignorant of the enemy's agenda. And we aren't just in a race against time, but we also have been commissioned by God to bring apostolic authority to this region. And we haven't just been commissioned by him, we've been equipped by him. So that means that no one in this church should be wandering around aimlessly without purpose. Every single one of us have been assigned to advance the kingdom of God in South Dakota. We may do it in different ways, but we all have a way to do it. And you owe it to the rest of the body to find your way to advance the kingdom. If you were here a couple years ago, you remember Brother Baptiste preaching about finding your seat. So you must find your seat at the table, the church. Find out what your purpose is. Find out what your calling is. Otherwise, if we don't, we aren't sure of our purpose or our calling, the enemy can just move us around like pawns and we become predictable to him. And I just felt today to tell someone to stop grieving over the stones that keep turning up in the soil of your heart. You must stop being frustrated by it and learn to embrace it. Because as long as you're consistently serving God and surrendering, surrendering to him, there will always be stones that show up. And every season when the ground shifts, there's going to be new stones that come to the surface. And we must embrace it. Because altars and memorials are made of stones. And Pastor Jared said it a few weeks ago that we can have stones in our ground and be anointed at the same time. So as long as you're self-aware and actively submitting yourself to Jesus, there needs to be no condemnation over the stones that are being dug out of your heart. And Satan, I feel like Satan is trying to condemn some of you, and God is trying to use those stones to build an altar so that you can be equipped and anointed. It's when we don't deal with the stones of our heart that we become predictable to the enemy. So I, I do find it interesting that both the devil and God are attracted to brokenness. Satan gains a foothold by brokenness because he manipulates your pain and your brokenness. He perverts it so that he can put his oppression on you. Jesus is attracted to brokenness. He's attracted to a broken and a contrite spirit so that he can heal it, restore it, and make it's strong and make something beautiful out of it. So now I want to talk about the things that are not predictable. Because I am not predictable. Humility is not only unpredictable, but it will hide you from the enemy. The same thing with submission. Submission will hide you from the enemy, but it will also cause your authority to be recognized in heaven and in hell. Fasting is not predictable. Who willingly starves their flesh to clearly hear the Spirit? Not people who are living to please their flesh. Radical faith and obedience is not predictable. Sacrificial giving is unpredictable. Loving the Word of God to keep away offense is not predictable. 
Love and forgiveness are unpredictable. Sacrificial, radical praise and worship is not predictable. All of these things will make you unstoppable in the kingdom of God. They will keep you from the enemy's tactics and out of his reach. Unity is not predictable. Mutually submitting ourselves one to another is unpredictable. And I believe that mutual submission, along with faith and obedience, is the key for the next season. It's the key that will unlock the giftings and the anointings that are hanging over us. Because there's curriculum to be written. There are Bible studies to be written by people in this room. There is music to be written, played, and sung by people in this room. There are walls to be torn down by strategic prayer. There's the next generation to be equipped. And there are churches to start by people in this room. And creativity has yet to be released. But all of this will be released when we work together as a team and mutually submit ourselves one to another. You must be vulnerable with your talents. You must be vulnerable with your creativity. It's not about my talent or your talent or my recognition or your recognition. It's about advancing the kingdom of God in South Dakota. And I forget who said it, but I'm sure you've heard it before. Great things happen when we don't care who gets the credit. But God should get the credit. And so, with all that being said, I want to speak this into the atmosphere. I want heaven to know. I want the principalities of the air to know. And I want to know who believes it. This is not a predictable church because the people in it are not predictable. We are not just another church. We are not petty, small-minded, and closed-mouthed. We don't isolate ourselves when problems or attacks arise. In fact, that makes our reliance on and commitment to the body even greater. Our prayer doesn't diminish when we are struggling. It increases. We believe that God speaks to us. And when he does, we open our mouths and proclaim his word with faith. We are not afraid of battles or sacrifice. Sacrifice makes us acceptable to God. And battles give us the dominion and the authority needed to take this territory. We do not run away from either. We don't stay in the same place too long. We are always striving to go forward and to advance the kingdom of God. The people of the Jesus Church are submitted, humble, anointed, creative, radical worshipers, strategic prayer warriors, and intercessors. The fivefold ministry is established and operating here. The gifts of the Spirit rest on the entire body. We work together and we know how to build and establish, but we also know how to tear down and destroy. We are not predictable because we get our resources from God. He alone is our provider, and he owns it all. And while he could just create the finance, and he could just create the resource and give it to us, he's going to spoil the enemy's camp 
and strip him of his armor and strip him of his weapons and the souls in his control are coming into the kingdom of God. We are a church that breaks down cycles of dysfunction no matter how many generations they have been continuing in. We work hard to follow the leading of the Spirit, to train and to equip people to live holy, healthy, functional lives that are led by the Holy Ghost. And if you believe all that I said today, I would like you to lift your hands, stand and raise your hands and receive that word today. We're going to proclaim into the atmosphere that I am not predictable. I will be unstoppable and not predictable. I will go forward with faith and obedience. In the name of Jesus, God, we submit ourselves to your word and to your spirit. We partner with you right now to be an unstoppable force in Watertown and in all of South Dakota, Jesus. We submit our flesh to you and we step into the realm of the spirit, God. We step into the realm of unpredictable force, Lord, where we will have faith and obedience to do whatever you speak to us to do, God. We step into that realm right now, God. We push to that level we go to that next place in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus I pray you release the giftings the callings and the purpose of your people right now give revelation give understanding give clarity Lord of their specific task of their specific calling of their specific purpose in the kingdom of God and I pray everyone would take their seat at the table and we would mutually submit ourselves one to another and see the Spirit of God fall in this region as we have never seen it before. In the name of Jesus, I proclaim it by the authority of the Word of God. Thank you, Jesus. 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 I worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 